Lamed Aleph, Amud Beis, three lines from the bottom, Tan Rabbanan. The Gemara brings a brisa delineating the differences between Yira and Kavoit. We have a mitzvah to honor our parents, we have a mitzvah to fear our parents. It says the brisa. the brisa goes for just over two lines. Ezuhu, Moira, Ve'ezuhu, Kibud, what is considered fear or awe, what's considered honor. So, Moira, uh, the uh, example given by the brisa, I underline the word Moira, Lo Yamoid Bim Kaimai, don't you as the son stand in, let's say there's a special uh, place where the father has amongst the the chashuvim, and uh, you should not be standing in that place, not to sit in his place, if he has a particular place, and also do not contradict his words, and maybe even on a more subtle level, let's say uh, one's father has a disagreement with somebody else, uh, the son doesn't have to pipe in and say, uh, oh, you know, I think that uh, whoever thinks is right, just don't comment. Whereas uh, Kibud, underline Kibud, is um, more actively serving the parent. Machalomashka, give to eat, give to drink, malbish, maybe manil, um, properly clothed, put shoes on, and who might say, help them go in and help them go out. These are all things that seem to be, uh, it could be when the father's younger, but definitely when the parent is a bit older. That's the end of the Bryce. Ibailu, who the Gemara asks. This is a, well, literally the $64,000 question. Who flips the bill? Who who basically pays for this? True, the son has to do it for the father. Whose bank account does it come from? So, Rav Yehuda, who we circled, Amar Michel Ben, and we double underline the Ben. Rav Nassim Bar Oishia, who we circled, Amar Michel Av, and we double underline Av. Machlokas, Rav Yudas says it has to come from the son's funds. Rav Nasser says whatever the costs are have to come from the father. Kama, Ayrulei Rabban, on the Rav Yirmiya, the uh, rabbis um, taught or rendered a decision. For Rav Yirmiya, Amrila, there are those who say that it was for the braider of Yirmiya. Kemandamar, like which approach? Shalav, that whatever funds are required to pay for the uh, the issue, it comes from the father. Mesve. I put a triangle facing upward on this mesve. Four lines later, there's a tashma that has an upside-down triangle on it. And approximately eight lines later, first term on the line is tashma that has a right-side-up triangle. The direction of the triangle indicates uh, whether the question is either on Rav Yehuda or, uh, conversely, on Rav Nassim Baroishia. So here's the first, mesve. This is a brysa, goes for a line and a half. Might look somewhat familiar. So says the brysa. Nehemar, Pasuk says, Nehemar, there's another Pasuk, very similar sounding, talking about honoring Hashem. It says, Hashem, from your wealth. What do we see the connection between the two? Colon, Malahalan, just like by Hashem, when we honor Hashem, that includes as part of the mitzvah, Bechisar and Kis. Sometimes it costs literally a lacking in one's pocketbook. Uh, it costs money. So too, Afkan, so too, when a person honors their uh, parent, their father, there is a, a a loss of funds which is required. Now, that's the end of the Tanaic source connector, V.E. Amris. If you want to say, like Rav Nelson Baroishia said up on the top, Michel Av, that, oh no, it's funded from the father, then, comma, my mine. What difference is it? That doesn't make sense. The Bryce said that there has to be a there'd be a loss when honoring one's parents, but didn't Rav Nash say that whatever the costs are get funded from the father himself? Well, both are true. Whatever the costs are, 
get funded by the father. However, it takes time. And as we all know, time is money. So the time, I don't know, the two, three hours, however long it took for the son to honor the parent, true, the cost of it, let's say for the, the food was $20 that the father paid for, but nobody's compensating the son for the time he wasn't able to be working, which is got something of value. So Tashma, we try again. Another uh, thing. So this is an upside down triangle because the question is going to be uh, on uh, Rav Yehuda this time. So this is a snake source goes for about just over two lines. <clears throat> says as follows. Um, we know this is uh, regarding Meiser Shani. If uh, one of the uh, ties they have to take off certain years, if uh, you live in Yushlaim, you grow produce, is Meiser Shani. That's the second tie. Then what you do with all that, 10% of your produce, you bring it up to Yushalayim. Now, if you might have a lot of produce, it'll be a lot easier to redeem that produce onto uh, money and then simply take the money up to Yushalayim and, and spend it there. Um, if I have produce and I redeem my own produce, I have to redeem it for the value of the produce plus a chaymish, plus an additional fifth. If, however, somebody else redeems my Meiser Shani, then they do not have to add a fifth. So, uh, in light of that, this Tanaic source uh, says, Shneachim, if you have two brothers, or Shnei Shutfin, or two partners, or Ha'av Ubenoa, father and son, or Ha'ravu Talmidai, the uh, rabbi and his student, Poidin Zelaze Meiser Shani. One of them can redeem for the other Meiser Shani and does not have to add the Chomish. Even though these two characters are very either closely related or they have a lot to do with each other, they're still considered two separate entities. And therefore, if one redeems for the other, they will, they will not have to be an additional fifth added. Comma, and I dot underline the last five words of this Tanakh source, Umachilin ze laze Meiser Ani. And each one of them is able, if they have Meiser Ani, which goes to the poor people, to uh, feed the other using that Meiser Ani. Like you could have, I don't know, a son giving his father from Meiser Ani money. Now, that's the end of the Tanakh source connector. V. Amris, if you want to say, like Rav Yehuda did on the top line, that it's supposed to be funded if a son is honoring his father, which we saw meant like maybe giving him food to eat. Um, if you want to say that has to be funded from the son's bank account, Michel Ben, Nimsa Michel Aniim. Well, then what's the son doing? He's supposed to be paying for it himself, but he's using his Maiserani money to pay something that he has uh, as another, uh, uh, an outside responsibility. So uh, that would seem to indicate that it must be, like Rav Nasbarosha said, Mishalav. The Gemara says, uh, no, it could be that it really is Mishal Ben, Tzricha. What are we talking about here that you can use my sir Ani ma- uh, money to buy food? Let's say a son for a father. Leha'adafa, for the excess. Uh, in other words, for basic food requirements, the son, indeed, Rav Yehuda would insist, would have to pay for it. Let's say for extras, that could actually come from my sir Ani uh, funds. Asks the Gemara, well, then, how do we understand that which is a continuation of the above Tanaic source? Goes for about a line and a half, starts here. Amar Rebbe Yehuda, Tavay Me'era, that a curse should come upon a son who uses his Meiser Ani money to feed his father. Now, if we said the whole thing was only in the context of extras, comma, connector, says the Gemara, ve'ila ha'adafa, my nafka mina. Like, what difference does it make if the son gives the father what he rightfully can, which is the extras? The Gemara says, true, he can rightfully do it, but there's a lot of things in life that you can rightfully do, but you shouldn't do. And the Gemara answers, even so, zila be milsa. It's very disgraceful for a son to use his Meister Shani money to support his own father, even if it is for Hadafa. 
Well, Tashma, the Gemara brings another snake source to try to clarify the machlokas on the first and second line. We triangle the Tashma, and it's a two and a half line Tanaic source. Uh, we may have seen it recently. Shalus Rabbi Eliezer. They asked Rabbi Eliezer, Ad heichan How far does it go? Well, Amar lahem, Rabbi Eliezer answered them, It goes so far as even if he uh, takes a uh, like a purse filled with uh, cash money, throws it into the ocean befanov in his presence, veino machlima, and the son doesn't embarrass the father. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. Connector V Amris, if you want to say that it is Michel Av, that, you know, whatever expenses there are, the father is the one who has to pay for them, then my nafkale mine. Like, what difference does it make if the father takes, I don't know, an attache case with $10,000 of his own cash and throws it into the ocean? It comes from the father anyway. So what would be the uh, the big deal about this? Well, it is a big deal because... The, if the father's wasting money, that's less money that the son has eventually to inherit when the father passes away. It's talking about things where the son is standing to inherit. So as much money as the father wastes ridiculously, uh, that there'll be less that the son will inherit. Vichiha similar to De Rababar Rav Huna. Rabba was the son, Rav Huna was the dad. De Rav Huna Kara Shirai Ba'ape De Rabba Brei. Rav Huna tore up some very expensive silks in the presence of his son, Rabba. Now, why would he do that? Amar, he figured, Ezel ichzi, i rasach, iloi rasach. I'm going to go and see if he loses his temper and gets upset or not. Whatever the issue was, he wanted to see that. Uh, asks, well, one second, how could the uh, father do such a thing? How could he, like, test his son that way? Vidilma, Rasach, maybe the son would get all upset and uh, lose his temper, uh, maybe speak improperly to his father, Vikav, and he would violate, the father would, that is, uh, violate the concept of Lifni Vilesitin Mishal. You can't put a stumbling block in front of the blind. You can't test somebody else and maybe they're going to sin. Well, answers the Gemara in this particular case, Demachel Le Liakre. He was Michael, his kavod. The father was. Okay. And uh, Tysus points out, a uh, little Tysus second from the bottom, that it has to be that he told the son that he was Michael and his kavod also. Because if the son didn't realize that, like if you don't realize that what you're eating is not really a cheeseburger, and you think it's a cheeseburger, there's still issues there. Okay, but what about this? How could the father destroy something that was good just stam? Isn't he violating Mishum, the concept of baltashkes? He can't just destroy things for no reason. Well, not really, because when he was tearing the silk to avad lebe pumbaini, he was doing it on the uh, like on the seam. Where if you're not looking carefully, you would think that he's tearing the silk, but really he's just tearing it at the seam anyway, which could easily be repaired. Well, if that's the case, vidol mishum hachi rasach. Uh, maybe the son notices that yeah, dad's tearing up a piece of silk on the seam. He's not really destroying anything. Well, you know when the father decided to do this test for the son? Uh, sometimes the son would uh, be a little bit upset, lose his temper, and that's when the father did it, and that's how he was going to test his son, Rapa. Uh, period. is the father here. He had a few sons, famous sons. He run his sons as Rami, and another one of his sons was Rav Yehuda, the famous Rav Yehuda, um, Talmud of uh, Rav and Shmuel. Anyway, Rav Yecheskel, who he circled, was teaching his son Rami the following uh, uh, Tanaic uh, source. Goes for about a line and a half. When you have a death penalty, there's certain death penalties that are administered by the court that are uh, more stringent and some that are less stringent. At the end of the day, a person's going to die. It's just which are quicker and easier. Um, let's say you have a, a bunch of people 
who are high of different death penalties and then get mixed up. So they all get the death penalty, but you give them the lesser of the death penalty because if you don't know what somebody is supposed to get, which type of death penalty, uh, you can't give them the stricter one, you give them the lesser one. So in this case, I dot underline Hanisrofen ben Nisgalen. If you have, sounds like from you know, a group of Nisrofen um, got mixed in, uh, let's say one person who should have strafe with Nisgalen with uh, some other people who were Chayv Skila. Rib Shimon, who we underlined, Aymer, well, what should they get? Yadunu Beskila, you have to give them all Skila, even though there is mixed in there, uh, someone who should get Shreifa. Why? Because if you don't know, you can't give Shreifa, because that's the worst of the Tusha, Shreifa Chamura. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Okay, that's what Rav Yechezka was teaching his son Rami. Now, he had another son, I don't know if he was part of the conversation here, but he piped in, Amarle Rav Yehuda, he circled Rav Yehuda, uh, Bray, that was Rav Yechezkel's son. He says, uh, Abba, Dad, Lotis Nehachi. Don't teach the Tanaic source that way. Now, that's quite a direct statement for a son to make to the father. I actually started a brackets before this word my goes down about seven lines. First word on the line is chamura. The brackets end after the word chamura. Skipping the brackets momentarily, uh, Shmuel, who was a Rebbe of Rav Yehuda, basically said to him, you shouldn't speak to your father that way. Amali Shmuel Rav Yehuda, we're skipping the brackets momentarily. He says, uh, Shmuel says to Rav Yehuda, Shinina, sharp one, lo temale lavuchachi. Don't, like, speak so directly to your father like that. Um, okay, and then we'll continue. Yeah, let's do the brackets. Now, uh, what was the issue? Why did Rav Yehuda tell his father not to teach the snake source that way? So now in the brackets, um, this is what uh, Rav Yehuda was saying to his father. Uh, Dad, don't teach it like that. My area is Shreifa Chamura, because if the case is Hanisrafen ben Nisqalim, that indicates one person was Chayiv Shreifa, got mixed in with a bunch of people who were Chayiv Skila. And apparently that proves uh, that you have to give them Skila because the Shreifa is Chamura. Well, says the son, my area is Shreifa Chamura. What are you coming on to? The Shreifa is more Machmer. Tapically, I could simply learn it out or conclude it to Ruben Nisqalim in you. When you have a suffix, and there's a majority minority, you always follow the majority of the majority is skalim. The reason why they'd all get skila is because the majority gets skila. Kama, elahachiasne. This is the way you should teach it, said the son to the father. Uh, two words in right angles. Haniskalim benisrafin. I dot underline niskalim benisrafin. Where you have, let's say, I don't know, one person is chayiv skila gets mixed into seven people who are chayiv sreifa. And then if you say that they all get skila, that's a bigger chiddush. Amarle, so says the father back to the son, says Rav Yechezkel back to Rav Yehuda, Iachiv, that's the case, Maseifa. Well, there is a continuation of the Tanaic source, which goes for a word plus a line, where the Chachamim disagree. The Chachamim, who I underline now, Aymrim, Yadunu Besreifa. Oh no, give them all Shreifa. Why? Because according to the Chachamim, the way they look at things, Haskila Chamura, of the two death penalties, Skila and Shreifa, Skila is more Machmer, so you'll have to give all of them Shreifa. Now, if the case was, as you're suggesting, that it should be one person who's got skila to a bunch of people who get shreifa, then connector, my area de skila chamura, would have nothing to do with skila's more machmer, tapukle de ruva nisrafim denu. The reason they would be getting shreifa is because uh, rova them get shreifa. Amarle says the son, Rav Yehuda back to his dad, Rav Yechezkel, no, no. Hasam, what's going on over there when the chachamim respond... Rabbanan who decamrily Reb Shimon. What they're telling Reb Shimon is as follows: Colon decamris that which you Reb Shimon said that Shreifa is chamura. That's the point we disagree with you on. Lo, that's not the case. Rather, skila of those two skila is the more machmir. That's the end of the brackets. Anyway, Shmuel had said to Rav Yehuda, uh, 
Bright one, sharp one, Mr. Genius, don't speak to your father that way. Design as we see in the following b'risa. This b'risa goes down to the first line underneath the Rashi. Says the b'risa, Imagine you have a son and he sees his father and his father is violating something which the Torah says uh, you ain't supposed to violate. Don't. This is the son. Don't say, uh, Abba, Dad, Avarta al divrei Torah. You violated the words of the Torah. Don't say it that way. Say it, but differently. Rather, the son should say, quote, Abba, so if you have the father who's I don't know, getting a tattoo, they say it says in the Torah, you shall not get a tattoo. So the Gemara uh, interrupts for about two lines in this price. I put a brackets in here for the Gemara interruption. Well, one second. If the son says that also, he'll be causing great pain to his father if he says it that way. He should say it in a more subtle way. Basically, don't directly confront the father, just instead quote the Pasuk, and the father will figure it out. He should say, yeah, Abba, Mikra, Kasuv, Batayra, Kach. Um, the way that Rashi understands this is the son should say, not, Dad, you violated the Torah principle of getting a tattoo, but rather should say, uh, Dad, uh, it says in the Torah that a person shouldn't get a tattoo. That's uh, more indirect, but still the point will be understood. That's the end of the Gemara interruption. Elozer ben Masi, who I boxed, Aimer, Abba, Aimer, in this uh, scenario that we're going to be presented with. If dad says, Hashkeni Mayim, uh, bring me a cup of water, please. And at the same time, the son is in the middle of mitzvah lasa, he's in the middle of doing another mitzvah, what should he do? He says, leave aside for the moment dad's honor of Oasis and mitzvah and perform the mitzvah. Why? Why does the mitzvah take precedence? Shani ve'aba chayavim a mitzvah. Because not only the son, but me, the son, and the father are both chayav to do that mitzvah, and the son happens to be in the middle of it, so the son would continue and finish that mitzvah first. Isi ben Yehuda, who we boxed, Aimer, mitzvah Well, hold on. If the mitzvah can be done by somebody else, let somebody else do it. And let the son, who has that specific responsibility because this man is his father, let him take care of honoring his father. That's the end of the b'risa. Amr of Masna, the halacha is like Isi ben Yehuda. Amr Yitzhak bar Shilam of Masna, Amr of Chista, and of Chista. If you have a father who is Michael on his kavod, he makes it clear to his son, don't worry, you don't have to do things that normally you would do to honor me. It works. As opposed to Harav, the rabbi, that doesn't work. Rav Yosef, who we underlined, Amar, no, even the rabbi who says, listen, you don't have to honor me, who's Michael on his kavod, his honor is... Uh, you don't have to worry about it and can do things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do. Shanemar, like the Pasuk says, regarding the Jewish people in the desert, who was leading them? The creator of the universe, the all-powerful, all-knowing master of all? That's right. Vahashem. Kama So Rava says, hold on one second here. Hachi hashta how now? Whose world is this whole world? This all Hashem's world anyway. Alma, this universe, delay who? It's all his. Vitaira, and whose Tyra is it? Delay who? Or delay he, it's all his. Therefore, since it's all his anyway, Machel le Liakre. He can be Michael is covered. Hashem can. However, comma, Hacha, when it comes to um like a the Kavod HaTaira, is the Tyra belong to a person that the person has the right to be Michael it? Tyra delay who? Or Tyra delay he question mark? Amarava. So uh, actually, Hadram Rav, I circled Rav's name, that Rav revised his approach to this and says, in, actually, you know what? 
It is true. A human being can acquire Torah, and it will become his Torah, Torah Dilehi. Dixiv, like we have in the Pasuk, and the Pasuk itself indicates that a person should, it doesn't say, Ubetaira, it says, Ubesaira, so in his that's the pasuk that indicates that even though initially it's Hashem's Torah, when we make an effort and struggle and, and, and try to acquire it, we can acquire it and then it actually becomes the person's Torah. Okay, so it sounds like the Rav who's Machlan is covered, uh, can be Machlan is covered. The Gemara asks a question. It takes about eight, nine lines to develop, starts here. Any? Really? We're going to have a few stories here where it seems like uh, it's not the case. Vaha Rava. And when Rava, Rava was once making a wedding uh, for his son, and he was also serving the drinks. Rava, Mashki Behilula the Bre, he was serving drinks at his son's wedding. Vidale Kasa, and he actually uh, offered up a cup to number one Rav Papa, number two Rav Huna Bredra Yeshua. And when he offered them a cup of drink, Vikamo Mikame, they stood up in honor uh, for him. As opposed to Kama, when he continued and offered a cup to, I put number three on Rav Murray and number four Rav Pinchas, those two guests, uh, Rav Pinchas prayed Rav Chista, Lo Kama Mikame, they did not stand up for Rava. Now, Kama, if Rava's serving the drinks, he's clearly Michael and his covoid. Yet, Ikbid, Rava got very upset and was particular about that. Va'amar, and said, what, what's going on over here? Hanurabhan Rabbanon. The Hanurabhanan Lavrabanan? What? These rabbis are rabbis and the other rabbis are not rabbis? Why didn't they stand up for me? Okay, that's one incident. Visu. And further, another very similar incident. Rav Papa. And then Rav Papa. He also was making once a wedding for his son and was serving the drinks. Rav Papa Mashki. He was uh, serving drinks. Behi Lula at the wedding of Abba Mar. That was his Bray, his son's name. Vidali Lekasa, and he uh, served up a drink for Rav Yitzhak Breder of Yehuda. What did Rav Yitzhak Breder of Yehuda do? Nothing. Veloikami Kame. He didn't stand up for him as he normally would for Rav Papa. The Ikbid, and Rav Papa was particular about that. So it would appear, therefore, that a Rav Shemachal his covet is not Machal. Otherwise, why would they be particular, these rabbis? Answers the Gemara. Listen, they're both true. Afilu Hachi. You didn't have to stand up for either if it was Rava's or a Papa, but hider some sort of indication of subservience. Mi'avid luhubo is what they should have done. In other words, they didn't have to actually like stand all the way up, but a little, little tushy wiggle or a little indication that starting to get up would have been appropriate. Period. Amravashi. I circled Ravashi, I put a number one in the margin. About 23 lines later, the first words in the line are Amar Ravashi. I circled Ravashi's name again and put a number two in the margin. So it's going to take uh, two Lashainas of Ravashi to uh, get to a conclusion. Amar Ravashi, who was the last generation of Amirayim, Afil even according to the opinion, says Ravashi, who says that a Rav Shemachal if a rabbi, a teacher, the scholar is Michael is covered. It works. Nasi, though, however, the leader, the president of the Jewish people, Shemachal Kvaidai, Ein Kvaidai Machal. Okay, Mesve, we have a Tanaic source. Goes about, I don't know, 16, 17 lines, and it would seem to indicate otherwise. Here's a Tanaic source. Mice, it once happened, and I underline these three names Rebbe Eliezer, Rebbe Yoshua, and Rebbe Tzadik. Great. Tanaim, all of the same time period. Oh, uh, where were they? You'll never guess where. They were also at a wedding. Shayum Mesubin to Beisamishta. Of who? Of the Benoy, of the son of none other than Rabban Gamliel. Well, box Rabban Gamliel. And Rabban Gamliel was, yes, that's right. He was the Nasi of the Jewish people. Vahaya Rabban Gamliel, Oimedu Mashgaleim. Similar to the other stories, Rabban Gamliel, even though he was the Nasi of the Jewish people, was serving drinks at his son's wedding. 
So he offered a cup to Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Eliezer refused to take it. He then went and offered a cup to Rabbi Yeshua, um, and Rabbi Yeshua accepted it. Now, there's a little discussion that's going to take place between Rabbi Eliezer, who refused to take the cup, and Rabbi Yeshua, who agreed to take the cup. He says to Rabbi Yeshua, Maza Yoshua, what's going on here? Yo, now you can call him Yoshua, they're, they're colleagues. Anu Yoshvin, we're sitting here. The Nasi is serving us? So says back, Rabbi Yoshua, listen, we have a precedent in our history of someone even greater than Magamliel who was once serving his guests, none other than. Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was the God al Hador Hai, who was certainly the God al Hador in his generation. And what does it say when he had guests? For who I made Alehem. It says he was standing over them, serving them. Who's that? The nomadic Arab wanderers who came to his house? Now, Vishema Timer, maybe you'll say, well, you know, he was standing over them because he knew that they were actually. Malachim. Maybe they appeared to him as Malachim, and that's why he was serving them, even though he was a God of Lador. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. The Bryce, excuse me. They appeared to him as nomadic Arab travelers. The Anu now continues, uh, uh, Rebbe Yehoshua and says, Lo Bribi, the great, Bribi is a term, the great one. Uh, Rebbe Gamliel, shouldn't like if Avram did it, so Rebbe Gamliel can do it. Amalan Reb Tzadok. Now there was a third rabbi who was sitting with him, Reb Tzadok, underline his name. He says to the other two, How long are you two going to leave aside the honor of the Lord himself? Worrying about the honor of people. And here's his point. Who exactly is this? He's the Everything. He's the one who causes the wind to blow. Malinasim brings the clouds up. Mayrid Matar causes the rain to fall. Matzmiyah Adama causes the ground to burst forth with plant life. Ayrech Shulchan, and he prepares a table for every single individual in this universe. And we shouldn't let Ramagam Liel, the leader, serve us. That's the end of a very interesting Tanaic source. It's pretty clear that even the Nasi, whose Machalan is covered, his covered can be machal. Ella, so I squiggle under on the Ella, will refine a Ravashi statement. Ella Iitmar, if anything was stated, Hachi Itmar, this is the way it was stated. Amar Ravashi, we had circled Ravashi's name with the number two in the margin. It goes like this. This is the, we'll say, the corrected uh, version of Ravashi. Afilamandamar, even according to the opinion, then is a machlok is still apparently, even according to the opinion that says that a Nasi, the leader of the Jewish people, spiritual leader, that's only at the time that he's a Nasi. However, if the leader of the Jewish people has the title of Melech, a Melech, a king, which more so than a Nasi is supposed to to us, indicate like a, a, a godly type leadership in, in many ways. Melech, whose Machlan is covered, ain kvoidai machol. That doesn't work. Melech cannot be Machlan is covered because his covet isn't even really his in any way to be Machlan. It's sort of like just an extension of Hashem. Shenemar, like the Pasuk, uh, says to us when it uh, says, Saim Tasim, that double lush, not just Tasim Alech Melech, thou shalt place upon yourself a king, but a double lush, Saim Tasim, which is many Simais, many Yira, proper fear for the uh, king, that the fear of the king should be and should always be upon you. Adkan.